welcome back to Honestly Well. I am Marissa Fay, a holistic and functional nutritionist. I am physically based in Denver, Colorado, but I work with clients virtually all over the United States and even some other countries as well. And I'm so incredibly lucky to work with everyone that I do. Um, and this podcast is really a place that you can come to for a very honest um, opinion because it is just that an opinion, certainly based on education, training, clinical experience, and my own personal experience, but an opinion on what really out there in the world of wellness and health will actually make you feel and be well. Um, So today's episode is all about poop. And if you know me in any capacity, whether it be on social media or you're a client of mine or you know me in personal life, you probably know this is a topic that I do not shy away from. Specifically, though, we are going to talk about poop testing or in a more sophisticated way, stool testing, and really dig into the nitty gritty of who it's for and why it's beneficial. As always, these episodes, I try to keep to about a half an hour. And so this is not exhaustive, right? This is not going to be every little detail, but I did want to put this out there for you all of just a quick go-to and rundown of what it is, why it can be important, who it can be for, so that you can figure out if it's something that might be a critical part of your health journey. And spoiler alert, nine times out of 10, I would say the answer is a yes. So let us dive in. First of all, what is a stool test? It's kind of what it sounds like, right? (laughs) So it's you at home, and I really want to put a period on that. It's you at home. No one else is going in there and collecting your stool, my friend. It's you at home collecting a sample of a bowel movement, a piece of poo, uh, and putting it into some kind of container and shipping it off to a lab so that they can analyze what is in that sample. Now, depending on the exact test that you or the practitioner that you're working with uses is going to dictate whether it's a single sample, uh, a few days worth of a sample, so taking a different sample for about three days. Um, There are some that are longer than that. Um, So what that all looks like is going to be really specific to the exact test that you use. I will tell you in my practice, I use one particular test the most. It's called the GI map or the GI microbial assay plus test. Uh, And the GI map is and I don't use this word a lot, it is wicked cool. Um, and so it uses particular technology uh, that looks at the specific DNA of different types of organisms, such as parasites, bacteria, fungi, yeast. So it looks at all of those different things from a DNA lens uh, in order to identify its presence and uh, how much of its presence is in the sample. So it's super cool. Um, and I totally can nerd out on this exact test with anyone who wants to reach out and do that, but not required. Um, Now, the other thing I want to differentiate here is people will ask all the time, well, can I get this from my doctor? And I will tell you 95% of the time, the answer is going to be a hard no. Uh, And maybe there are a few more percentages for like, maybe, but more often than not, it's going to be a no, because here's the thing about conventional medicine AKA allopathic medicine, AKA Western medicine is. These providers are really trained in their educational system to understand the structure 
of your gastrointestinal tract. And that's even going to be specialists, right? A GI specialist. Really, their specialty is in the structure, right? So they're able to look at, hmm, is the stomach twisted, right? Is there something with the way the intestines, uh, you know, were biologically made that is not sound, right? Is there something interrupting that, right? Is there something like a hernia? Those are things they're trained to look for. They're really minimally trained on what I call the composition or the makeup of some of these different parts of your body, in particular, your gut, uh, your GI tract, I will say, it is rare that I come in contact with a GI specialist who is quite as versed as um, others in this kind of functional holistic field, and I would add myself to that list. Um, I have a track record of helping people heal after they've been diagnosed with things like irritable bowel syndrome um, and other kinds of GI issues, acid, chronic acid reflux, really common. Um, I've caught things using this lab testing that are, uh, you know, incredibly scary types of bacteria that people have that a GI doctor has not has not caught, and frankly, that GI professionals don't really know how to work with in a way that's sustainable and that keeps these things at bay long term. And so perhaps you've had an experience where a GI doctor or a primary care doctor has diagnosed you with something like C. diff is a common one um, that they do test for sometimes in a Western medicine standpoint. And that also I can interpret from this type of functional lab. And I've had a number of clients where uh, they've been given the prescription drug from their doctor and it has been very ineffective. Also, I hear that story over and over again with people who are diagnosed with SIBO, so small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, or H. pylori, Heliocopter pylori bacteria. And unfortunately, antibiotics really don't often actually take care of the issue. In a lot of cases with these, I refer to them affectionately as creepy crawlies, we have to understand their mechanism. So how do they work? What is their shape? Where do they live? What do they like? What do they not like? <laughs> and that's all stuff that I know. Uh, and frankly, I don't find a lot of Western medicine providers who do. And so that's my little soapbox here of it's certainly possible that if you had a doctor who also was holistically and functionally trained and used some of these labs, like 100%, they could they could navigate this, but I just find more often than not, this really is a specialty that people like me uh, tend to have. And you're going to have to get to know an individual practitioner to know if they in particular have this specialty. Okay, so moving on, that is the what, uh, what the stool test is. But let's talk about when or why you might want to get one. And so here's the thing. If we think about it from kind of a logical standpoint, Think about the function of your gut, your GI tract, right? Its function is to absorb, to absorb nutrients and nourishment and vitamins and minerals and all this great stuff that your body needs in order to do all these other complex and really amazing things that your body is built to do. And so if there's any kind of issue in that part of the body, it would make sense that it would trickle down, right? So if your body is struggling, for example, to absorb fat from your food, it would make sense then that we'd see some things perhaps with your skin or with your joints 
or with your eyesight, right? Of all these areas of your body that really rely on having fat, your hormones, right? So it would make sense that if you're having really any kind of health issue, folks, that we actually first and foremost need to look at your gut. And I hope that is something that I've connected the dots with for you throughout these episodes and and if you follow me on social media through those conversations. So it really starts with the gut and it makes sense as it being this key and first pit stop for nourishment that any dysfunction there, any issues there would affect everything else. And so, I mean, without trying to sound too extreme, I cannot think of any health issue that somebody would come to me with that I would say, you know, let's just, we'll just bypass. We'll just overlook. We won't even look at your gut because I'm positive your gut has nothing to do with it. I don't think that would ever happen, but you know, I'm willing to be wrong. (laughs) So there probably are are a small number of cases where that could be the, could be the case. Um, But I'm going to share, you know, some of the most common symptoms when somebody comes to me that I the first thing I think is, you know, we should look at what is happening inside of your gut. And the reason is because on a lab test like the GI map, what it shows me is twofold, actually threefold. So one of the things it shows me, it shows me some markers that tell me about how in general the organs that are part of your GI system are functioning. Because each organ has a really specific role, but a lot of them also have a secondary role. So for example, your liver is actually, you know, a part of a number of different larger systems and it has some key functions when it does come to digestion, but your liver also has key functions when it comes to detoxification. And we can see some sides of both of those different roles when we look at something like your stool. Now, it also shows us some of what's happening from a composition standpoint that could be what I would say contributing to a dysbiotic gut. A dysbiotic gut would be an imbalanced gut, right? A gut that um, has less of the things that help to make it work well and more of the things that can hinder that. And some of the things that contribute to that are things like parasites, things like yeast, things like uh, protozoa, worms, things of that nature, right? Bacteria, um, all of those kinds of, I say fun in a, in a kind of sarcastic way, all of those fun things that could be really growing and then inhibiting processes and function and absorption and then contributing to all these other health issues. So we're able to see that as well. And then another layer of what a gut test like that can show us is in general, it's like this overall view of um, telling us a lot, not everything, but a lot about the health of this part of your body. So overall, you know, how happy is this part of your body? What, uh, what might it not be getting that it needs? So those are some things that we can think about. And in particular, looking at things and considering things around hormones even, and like I'd said before, like toxins. So a lot of information that we can glean from here. Now I will say, is it the be all end all? No. And part of that has to do with, you know, all those creepy crawlies I mentioned, all those things that are part of possibly a dysbiotic environment in your gut many of them hide. And so because sometimes we're collecting from one sample, it does depend if are those things particularly riled up that day. And there's some things we can do to try to 
provoke them is the way I think of it so that they come out a little bit more. But something um, that's commonly missed on a stool test um, are worms. Um, and I'm going to do an episode all about worms. So I'll have more information about that a little bit separate. But just know that sometimes when you run something like a stool test, it is not... Um, I would say conclusive. And so I always talk about it of like, I interpret things from it. I analyze things about it. And also this is where it's just so important to work with someone like me who really is going to get to know you and your body and try to understand the bigger picture. So not just the data, because data is important. And I really feel strongly about that, that we need to try to understand from multiple different layers and levels what's happening inside of your body. But we also have to try to understand from your symptoms and from the environment you're in and from your life experiences, what might be happening. So you're probably still wondering what kind of symptoms might I have to knock on Marissa's door with and, uh, and share that she might suggest this for me. And so in general, I would say there are three categories in particular, right? Although again, I can relate almost everything to something maybe happening in the gut. Um, I shouldn't even say maybe. I can relate almost any health condition to an issue happening in the gut as well as whatever else might be happening. Um, but there are generally three buckets that that my gut immediately says, oh, we gotta, we gotta see what's happening here. And a stool test is the right place to start. And those are um, digestive issues. And that's gonna be things like acid reflux or GERD, gas, so burping, farting, bloating, uh, the pain in your abdominal area, things like diarrhea, constipation, which by the way, constipation is going once or is about going to the bathroom less than once every day. Yeah. So way more people are constipated than you might think. So those are all things that might fall into that digestive issue. Also in general, like a sour, a sour stomach, you know, kind of it's hard for you to eat things. You have an aversion to something. Those are kinds of things in that digestive space. And then the other thing is going to be hormonal issues. And so this is things like, uh, I would even put acne in that category, by the way, um, but also things around, you know, sudden shifts in, in your weight, um, things around if you're somebody that has thyroid issues or suspects they have thyroid issues, um, things around uh, menstrual issues, so cramps, um, unpredictable periods, uh, painful periods, um, long periods, short periods, no period, all of those things, right? And likewise, too, for, for people who have penises. Um, and side note, I use that terminology very specifically because I'm conscious of um, gender and how gender is not as simple as uh, I think we were raised to think it was. And so wanting to just create space for everyone in their experience. So you'll notice when I talk about um different gender and different sex that I'm going to use terms like that. So anyways, people who have a penis, uh, things around changes in libido, uh, in function, uh, all of those kinds of things can porn, can porn. Wow, that is a great slip and I'm not going to edit that out. So you have a little chuckle there. Um, but those are all things that can point to possible, you know, hormone issues, as well as things around sleep. So sleep issues really commonly linked to hormones. So issues falling asleep, staying asleep, um, all of those kinds of things, not getting enough sleep, all of that, right? 
And then that third category where my brain is going to light up and say, aha, I think we need to look at what's happening in the gut is this, um, and I put a slash, it's going to be autoimmune issues slash chronic health issues. And so um, autoimmune conditions are going to be things like um, certain types of thyroid issues, um, like Hashimoto, hypothyroiditis, things like rheumatoid arthritis. So those are going to be autoimmune conditions. And then chronic health issues are going to be things like type 2 diabetes and um, different kinds of joint issues and, you know, chronically elevated cholesterol and chronically elevated blood pressure, all of those things, right? I'm going to say, let's take a deeper look because again, really strong link with gut stuff. And it's really the place to start because once we move the needle on gut stuff, it actually helps almost anything else that we might do have better staying power. Because if you try to shift something with your health and you don't address what's happening in your gut, and we go back to the idea and the truth that this gut is the center of nourishment and absorption for your body to get nutrients and nourishment in, then it would make sense that if we tried to address something from a different layer, and we never approach the gut that at some point the gut would kind of reemerge and and engage in that process and create more issues or or an inability to really heal as much as possible and i don't know about you but my goal and my goal with when i work with my clients is that we're we're healing we're not managing we're healing and certainly on that journey and depending where you are in life and depending where you are in readiness and depending on you know the detective work that we're able to do in the stage and phase of life, we may not get you all 100% healed because that's a really involved process. And sometimes I'm not the only person you need to work with for that. I would say a lot of the times, right? We need somebody to support your mental health. We need you to be supporting your movement, right? Like there are all these other aspects. You need to be having healthy relationships. So there are things, you know, within your control that really you have to also be working on. But um, I think there's this misnomer in Western medicine about let's manage, let's manage your symptoms. I'm like making a barf emoji face. Yeah, let's not. Let's find the root cause and resolve that. And that's really what something like a stool test does and empowers me as a practitioner and you as a client to be able to navigate and use. And it is a tool to learn about your body and understand your body and have information to keep yourself healthy and well long-term. So what do we do with the information we get from a stool test? So first of all, it needs to be analyzed, like I was saying, and it needs to be part of a bigger picture of what's going on with your health. All stool tests are not created equal. I cannot emphasize that enough. I know that in the realm of, of personal care and health, there are some companies coming out and saying, here's a test you can run on yourself at home. And I even know like I, Dr. Axe has a, has a stool test and the results just show you on like a sliding scale. They don't give you numbers and that is trash. That's trash because that is one person's definition of what's in range and what's out of range. And like I said, it's a much more complicated puzzle. So sometimes, for example, I might get lab results back from someone and they might show they're on the upper end of normal as far as a number goes for a particular couple of types of bacteria. And if I know them and their body and what they typically eat and things like that, I'm going to consider that data differently. 
uh, I'm not necessarily going to ignore it. I might even consider that there actually is more of a presence of one of those based on what I know about how they function or where they hide or what they do. So that is a really important note here. But once the data is received and I review it with you, uh, then I create a custom protocol. So it is a protocol that I put together just for you. I cannot emphasize that enough. Any practitioner who's going to give you a one-size-fits-all approach is not, is not listening, right? And I mean that on both ways of like, is not listening to you, is not listening to your body, is not really paying attention that that it, it can really be more complicated. Now, there are certain things protocol-wise that we can do in layers to help prepare a body, to work with the body, to rule things out, to resolve certain issues that are just really common across the board. And I do that sometimes when I'm working with folks around worms in particular. Um, but a lot of this, especially when we're dealing with folks in this hormonal health category or this autoimmune chronic disease category, it's really important that somebody gets to know your body and can guide you through. Because I'll tell you, it is not uncommon that I build a custom protocol for someone and they start taking uh, supplements and eating a particular diet and doing specific things in their lifestyle and they have what's called a healing reaction. A healing reaction can look sometimes like the symptoms we're trying to get rid of uh, that are, you know, warning us about something else. So it could be that somebody has uh, diarrhea and it gets worse for a little bit. And you need to be working with someone who can help you navigate that and tell you what to change, what to slow down, what to ramp up um, and really work with you through that process because bodies are complicated. Um, and so that's what I do with my clients is that oftentimes there's a tiered approach. There is guidance throughout the whole entire process. You are never alone. They are never alone. Just last week, I'm thinking of, I had two clients that started protocols and we learned their bodies are really sensitive. And so I had to peel back even further from the first phase and build things in differently, change dosages, change time of day on some things, work with them through that process. I had a client who ran out of supplies early, who uh, was local, who I did a little drop off of things to get them through before they get their um, resupply in, their restock in. So this is just a, such a dynamic thing and a personal thing and your health is no joke and you deserve to work with someone who is going to see it that way as well. So that custom protocol and somebody ushering you through this process is key um, to, again, that really long-term, not just managing symptoms, but healing. And then the other piece to know is that these things take time. So quick fixes are almost never real. They might solve something in the short term, but they really don't create lasting change. So most folks who work with me and we do something like a stool test, you're looking at at least three months of a protocol, maybe more depending on your body and how it reacts. So being committed to the process and being committed to uh, using the information, understanding the information, being empowered by the information is always a part of the conversation when it comes to something like running a lab test, any lab test responsibly. 
Okay, so I'm going to stop there, but I will invite you to reach out with your questions. Truly, I love talking about this stuff. Um, whether you're a client or not, I want you to feel empowered and like there are ways to learn about your body and learn about what's going on and learn about your poop and your gut. Uh, and that if you have any of the symptoms I mentioned, that you do not have to suffer forever or alone and you do not necessarily need to rely on prescription medication. Ha ha, how about that? So if you have any of those questions or feedback or you want to share something about your experience, I would love to hear from you. And you can find me on Instagram at Marissa, M-A-R-I-S-A underscore Faye, F-A-Y-E. You can also find me online at www.marissafay.com and email address info at marissafay.com. So with that, I hope you learned something new today. I hope you're feeling excited about all of the information your poop could give you uh, and that you feel a little bit clearer on something that can help you to be honestly well.